Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Foul Front Outdoors Tales and Tips segment, where we bring to light the heart of hunting through shared experiences and lessons learned. By talking with real hunters, both new and old, to preserve and share part of this passion that we hold dear, not only to entertain, but also to educate. So listen up, because this is Tales and Tips, and you're on the Foul Front. This week's episode is brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries, the fastest growing, most affordable decoys on the market with unmatched customer service. Visit them online at divebombindustries.com, on Instagram or Facebook at Dive Bomb Industries. Or go ahead and give them a call anytime, seven days a week at 314-322-7468. And go ahead and use the promo code FOULFRONT, all undercase with a space in between foul and front, for 10% off your next purchase of Dive Bomb Decoys. This episode also brought to you in part by Hunt Hickory Creek. And new to Hunt Hickory Creek this year is their Central Kansas Lodge. They're going to be running hunters from the end of October all the way through January. And their main hunting area is located between Kavira National Refuge and Cheyenne Bottoms. Now Central Kansas is a special place for waterfowl hunting. And during the peak migration, these refuges hold hundreds of thousands, if not close to millions of birds at one time. So for your chance of a hunt of a lifetime, head on over to HuntHickoryCreek.com because if you're going to hunt Kansas, hunt Hickory Creek. Hey, and don't forget, Hunt Hickory Creek still has that veteran uh, hunt going on right now. So head on over to their page, check it out. Um, Really cool stuff. And go support the troops and go support the people that are supporting the troops. All right, today we're talking all about um, getting permission and finding places where you can hunt ducks and geese. Though uh, it's important to have ducks and geese to shoot at, it's also really important to have a place from which you can shut, you know, go out and shoot these ducks and these geese from. <laughs> so to me, it's all about finding land first, suitable land first, and then working the birds afterwards. Um, Like I've said many times on this podcast, it is my philosophy that um, uh, I'm I'm a little bit more seasoned at finding properties to hunt on um, and that I I have the resources and um, found the time. I'm going to alleviate some of that public land pressure 
and I'm going to go find some private land to hunt on. And to be honest with you, I just, I love hunting public land, but it's pretty awesome being able to roll up, uh, you know, half an hour before shooting time, throw out your spread really quick, go park the truck, and hunt. And don't be wrong, the allure of racing everybody to the, uh, the you know, the local public spot is still fun sometimes, and it's, you know, mixing it up out there, because that's, you know, there's something to be said about that for sure. But the ease and convenience, and to be quite honest with you, the reality of being a family man, um, sometimes public land is the only way I get out on a Saturday morning or a potential Sunday morning. So I'm tasking you with going out and trying to find one private land spot, and I'm going to take you along in the truck with me today. Um, Got some field recording gear, so you're going to be hearing a lot more recordings from the field, the blind, uh, the truck. We're going to get a little bit you know, real and raw with it. And, uh, I'm going to kind of take you along, uh, with what we've, you know, got going on this season. And so today you're literally riding around with me as I go secure some permissions. Um, it's a little late, um, in the, in the summer to be, or or early in the fall, I guess, to be, um, kind of locking some of these down. But I had a, um, you know, last week I called, I had a pretty sweet, set up and I called the guy and well it fell through and so something that I you know basically was counting on all summer and kind of jumped away from me so now I don't have that anymore and kind of found myself struggling with where I was gonna you know be able to hunt on private land this year and uh had to go uh Hit the whole approach up again and cover a different area, and you guys are gonna, you know, re- reap the the benefits. Hopefully, um, when I recorded this, um, I had not yet gone out, so I'm really hoping that this fleshes out nicely for me, and that uh, I don't stop by all of these spots and totally get skunked. Uh, but before we get into the uh, the beef of today's episode. Let's go ahead and uh, spend some time with our our partners and hear a little bit uh, about what they have to say. Hey everyone, Austin here with Colorado Custom Game Calls. Are you looking for a duck or goose call for next season? Are you a budget hunter? Well guys, let us know over here at Colorado Custom Game Calls. We provide high quality calls at affordable prices. We are budget hunter friendly. Whether it be the colors of the resin, the colors of the band, do you want something in your call? It's your call. You get to build it from the ground up. So guys, make sure you go check us out on our Facebook and Instagram and on the web at coloradocustomgamecalls.com. I start off on Google Maps. I have an Onyx Maps subscription as well, but I start off on Google Maps because it's just a little bit more custom and I can do it from my desktop and um, I like the color coding system and I already have a huge database of mapping in there. So yeah, anyways, go make your own map on Google Maps and then I go through and I scour and I find every single water source within like a 20 mile radius of my house. Um, If it's bigger than someone's backyard pool, I mark it. And I mark it in three different ways. I've got a, um, I either mark it with a green pin, a blue pin, or a red pin. 
green pin means that like this is a primo spot i really want to hunt here um and i it would be i would be happy happier than a pig in crap if i if i got the permission to hunt on this place blue means it's a little less desirable than uh the the green pins uh maybe it's at the the very edge of my radius or maybe it's I don't, for whatever reason, it doesn't look like a great, you know, duck spot. It's a very small pond um, in a big open field or something like that, which is not a bad thing. Did you know that tagging migratory game birds after you harvest them is a federal law? Did you know it's being enforced in all 50 U.S. states and Canada? Well, ToeTags LLC has just a solution for migratory game bird hunters, a waterproof tagging solution that meets all federal tagging laws. With several options of tags and custom tags available, this is perfect for all hunters. Whether you are an outfitter or a weekender, for just a few cents a day, you can ensure you're in compliance with the law. Contact ToeTags LLC at www.toetagsllc.com. Hey, I want to tell you about a hunt logging system that my friend Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting has created. It's a site called Freelance Hunt Stats. At Freelance Hunt Stats, you can record information from each day's hunt, which allows you to remember what took place each day, and it also helps you improve your future hunting success. It's easy to use, it tracks game totals, weather patterns, shooting information, bird averages, and a lot more. So go to FreelanceHuntStats.com and create an account to start logging your hunts today. Hey guys, thanks for continuing to listen. Um, I know sometimes advertising can get a little annoying, but these companies are awesome, and they really do help... Uh, put this show together and without them a lot of this stuff really wouldn't be that possible or i wouldn't be able to do this episode literally today so uh, here we go but it's not as good as the green spots um and then the the red spots are places that are you know it's a pond in someone's backyard or it's a you know right next to a busy road now don't get me wrong I will hunt next to a road if it's like a back road, but I generally don't like hunting on a road with lots of traffic. One, I you know, scares birds off. Two, I don't want to have to worry too much about you know. Oh, I always have to face my back to the road, so I don't have you know, I'm not spraying cars or anything like that. And then obviously, hunting regulations. So, yeah. Uh, that's kind of uh, the way that I mark them, and then I go through on my Onyx maps and I find the landowner names, and from there, I do the first and last name of all the properties and kind of work my way out from closest to home, um, all the green pins at least, and uh, kind of work work my way out. Once I have all the names filled in, I go through and I basically you know divide it up. Uh, if, if I've got an hour to devote to uh, doing it, I will, you know, spend that you know hour or ten minutes or that day even um, trying to find that landowner's uh, information, contact information, and the contact information that I care about is a, a phone number or an email, um, or ultimately maybe their house, uh, their their address. So the way that the way that, that all works out is I just Google them. Like I said, I just Google them, and I try to find their um, their phone number. Now, a lot of times, people will have corporations or business entities will own these properties, and which is really nice because then you can contact that company or that person through their, their email address because quite frequently, 
quite frequently, um, you will have um, their email address or phone number associated with that company name. And boom, right there on the internet, super easy. Whereas if it's a, you know, a personal listing, it's a lot more difficult because, um, well, the white pages on the internet are kind of hard to, uh, to work sometimes and don't always have the most up-to-date information. And then in addition, um, you can also whip out a phone book, uh, literally a hard paper phone book. And uh, sometimes these things are nice. Phone numbers are nice, but I think uh, personal resident addresses and email addresses are even better. Um, for some reason, people like to turn you down on the phone, and it's a lot easier to turn you down on the phone than it is uh, before you can get your whole spiel out to them and kind of explain why it might be beneficial um, to them to let you hunt on their property. If I can't find an email address or a phone number, I will... Um, look for their personal uh, residence. And one way to do that is to find the landowner's name. Obviously, you've already done that. Go ahead into your Onyx Maps and search that landowner's name again, and voila, you'll find the properties of which they own. Look for a, a house that is looks like people live in it and go drive to that location and do a knock, um, which is what I'm doing today. Uh, one more option that you can resort to is social media. Um, if you have a phone, you know, you can't find a phone number, can't find an address, can't find anything of that, of that nature, plug that person's, uh, um, you know, name into Facebook and kind of go on the, the search bar, um, to see if they're in your area and reach out that way. Sometimes it helps to do a friend request. Sometimes uh, it helps to just send a message. But it seems like every time I call a phone number uh, from the internet, uh, I end up either being like, this this number is no longer connected or um, it just rings forever and I never <laughs> I never you know get anybody on the line. Um, I would say out of percentages, it's probably like one out of every 10 phone numbers I find is like valid. That not the phone numbers that I find through like personal business things or anything like that. Um, so like for instance, I have a property that, um, it is listed under some LLC and I said, Oh, well I, I searched for that LLC, um, in just on the internet and you know, it gave me a tax address. So I typed in the tax address to Google. The Google then said, Oh, Hey, it's this, it's this business, you know, I said, okay, sweet. And, uh, had a phone number and, um, contacted, uh, that person, uh, via that, that, that method. But like I said, it's, um, it's a lot easier for people to turn you down over phone, uh, or not let you get to your spiel. So you really have to work on your, not your sales approach. That sounds bad, but that's pretty much what it is. You're selling yourself to these people, um, as a responsible, safe, ethical hunter. That's going to be a good steward of their land and not be a, a pain in their butt. So yeah, I'm actually rolling up to a property here shortly. Oh, this isn't good. Um, so one other thing that I uh, also evaluate my hunting spots on is cell phone service. Um, and right now I'm in a no service zone, which uh, is not great for a family man. <laughs> so this might go from a green spot to a blue spot on my pin. And if I, I mean, obviously if I, if I get permission here, that's, that's good, but it's just one more, it's one thing to consider. Um, 
interesting. Glad that that came up. Anyways, okay, I'm pulling up to the person's uh, address right now. I'm going to hop out and let you know, give you a play-by-play on how it went down. All right, so while I'm in there talking to this landowner, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you a little rundown on the Google Maps, why I use Google Maps and Onyx Maps. Onyx Maps has a lot of great functions and tools and, and, and everything that you need on there. But Google Maps allows you to custom code, like I can color coordinate all these things and then I can have all these different layers and all this other stuff and I like to be able to look at it while I'm at work um, and all that other stuff and it's uh, it's got a lot of different functions. I think they can both be used side by side. All right, looks like I'm uh, walking back up to the truck right now, so let's see how it went. Okay, so I spent about 15 minutes talking to this landowner. Kind of a sad deal, really. So I had noticed he owned a kind of a big hay field with a big pond in the middle of it. And uh, couldn't find his phone number, couldn't find an email address, um, couldn't find actually a, there was no tax address associated with that property. So I reverse searched his name in Onyx and I found uh, a little uh, another property that he owns and it had a little farmhouse on it so I went ahead and I went and drove up to this farmhouse and uh, knocked on the door Um, waited there for about two minutes started walking away uh, but then he came up to the door and um, you know I've had this happen several times to me so I start talking to the landowner and I said hey you know my name's Ben Um, You know, I'm new to the area and I'm trying to, you know, look for a spot that's kind of close to my house that I can uh, do a little bit of waterfowl hunting on and uh, it's not far from my house because I'm a, I'm a dad and I don't, you know, I'd like to have someplace close to hunt and then I told him, you know, I'm an ethical, responsible, safe um, hunter that would take care of your land. It's an extra set of eyes out there and I, you know, um, the house is kind of run down and he was a very old, it was an older gentleman and you know, um, yeah, it was just very blue collar. Um, and you know, he just kind of listening to me the whole time. And, um, you know, I tell him, Hey, if you need any help around here, uh, you know, I got a strong back. I have a truck, I've got tools. Um, I can do whatever work, you know, would deem necessary, you know, and he says, you know, he starts, he basically talks to me, talks for the next 10 minutes saying, yeah, he's got hunters that hunt out there, but they don't hunt ducks or geese. They hunt uh, deer, uh, but he hadn't talked to them in five or six years. Um, didn't necessarily, you know, know if they hunted out there or not. Um, you know, and I showed him which property I was talking about because I didn't think that there was any, there couldn't be any good deer hunting out there because there's not, you know, very many trees or anything like that and he said yeah that's the one and um i you know i escalated it i said you know i would um you know i'd be able to you know do whatever work you want um and uh, it would be just me um and uh, at most you know another person um uh, and then he said you know yeah no he kept going back and forth so I finally said, you know, hey, would I, you know, maybe I could do all that and pay you, you know, 200 bucks. Um, because, folks, I'll tell you this. 
if you're thinking, oh, 200 bucks, whatever, don't go buy a new shotgun. Don't go buy, you know, new decoys. Um, if, if you're going to spend some money on something, spend it on opportunity and, um, you know, prime hunting spots. And 200 bucks ain't really nothing out of a hunter's budget, you know, um, with what we <laughs> end up spending on decoys and guns and ammo, all that stuff. You know, 200 bucks can go a long ways to get you a decent um, hunting property, especially this one. This is one of my premier green uh, pins, as it were. And uh, at any rate, at, he just kind of, he didn't really understand, I don't think, what I was offering or telling him because he was a little bit older like he was pretty old you run into a lot of that and you know he might have thought I was being mischievous or something or something like that but he was pretty guarded and um, it ended with you know him saying I'm not sure you know I don't think so and so I left him my phone number and I told him if he ever needed any work done around uh, around the place um, to just give me a a phone call and uh, we'll go from there so Unfortunately, it didn't turn into something this season, maybe something next season, or maybe I can just help a guy out and, you know, maybe that'll turn into something else. I did, you know, I asked him if he had uh, any neighbors that would be, you know, perhaps interested in letting me hunt and uh, didn't really seem like he knew his neighbors too well. So I just kind of, all right, on to the, to the next house here. So uh, my next property is a, it's about a five or six acre pond. And it's uh, definitely a family um, thing. There's, there's a bunch of, you know, the same family name around here. And um, I'm going to go and see if I can't, you know, try to find one of their houses. There's about eight of them. And uh, see if I can't get permission to hunt on a couple uh, of their little farm ponds out there. So uh, another thing that goes a long ways, if let's say you already have a permission, um, Around Christmas time, go take them a, take them something, you know, go take them a piece of, you know, go take them a, a pie or uh, a ham or something like that because they, they'll remember that stuff. And uh, honestly, if, if it's a, if it's just a permission and you're not paying anybody anything, you know, you, you kind of owe these people. So um, for sure. What I'm finding is that around the area that I live is that there's a lot of people out here that are big deer hunters. And I think that landowners immediately, you know, um, think, oh, somebody hunts on my land already. They're, they're deer hunters. And, um, you know, I wouldn't want to ever bust anybody's, you know, deer spot. But uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of water holes around here that are not getting, I don't think, hunted too hard by uh, you know, the duck hunters just because of the, the deer hunters. So, but we'll see. All right. I'm pulling up to the next house right now and, uh, we will go from there. I'll be back shortly. All right. So I just stopped at, uh, this gentleman's, uh, house and I want to say a quick note about timing on when you go, um, to people's houses. I've found that Saturday, um, Saturdays work really well for the weekends. Um, but only from like 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, just because usually in the Saturday, people go to town. Um, Saturday morning, they go run errands um, and, and things of that nature. But then they come back and they, you know, think about your Saturday, your typical Saturday, right? You usually wind up back at, back at home around 
noon or something like that. But just one of those things to keep in mind. So anyway, this gentleman, um, you know, I, I pulled up to his house and he said, well, I don't actually, he's like, this is the only property that I truly own, uh, but that his brother uh, down the road um, owns the pond that I'm actually looking to get on. And so we had a nice little discussion um, about, uh, you know, the rain and kind of the history of how his family used to own most of the, the, the ground um, that I'm driving in right now um, and that, that they, they had to pay for the roads or something or another um, that cut through their properties and that's how they segmented them up, I, I guess. But at any rate, uh, so he sent me over to his brother's house and I'm going to go ahead and try to get permission uh, from him. And uh, one thing that these, uh, a lot of people think about, they say, well, you know, we're running cows out there. And um, that's always kind of a tricky thing because you kind of have to tell the, the landowner, um, well, I don't really necessarily like hunting around cows just because if I'm going to sit in a layout or something like that, but it's, it's not an end-all be-all for um, waterfowl hunting. Uh, I think for deer hunting, probably maybe, um, I wouldn't want, you know, to, oh, hey, there's a bobwhite quail on the, on the, on the road there. And the dove are flying pretty good around here too, so. But at any rate, uh, cattle, uh, there's a lot of different ways to go about with cattle. And people get pretty nervous about you shooting a, shooting a shotgun near uh, near their cows. And you kind of just have to explain, you know, to them as best you can. Like, hey, ain't no bird, uh, you know, me shooting at a bird is not worth one of your cows. And I definitely understand that. And I'm already indebted to you for... Um, being on on your property and you letting me hunt out here so uh, I'm going to treat your property and your cattle uh, as if they were you know not not even as if they were my own uh, better than that probably so okay well rolling up here I can actually see the pond I unfortunately I it's about oh I'd say the the pond that I want to get permission on is about 600 yards away from uh this particular house that I did not see on the map. So I don't know. This might be a tough sell. So, all right, we shall see. I'm, I'm going to pull up and I'll keep you guys informed. So I think I've said it a couple times before, just because you can hunt somewhere, maybe doesn't mean that you should hunt somewhere. Um, all we have is our reputation and essentially how we portray ourselves to the community. And so there's a lot of spots where I'll drive right past it and kind of nod it off because, well, it's not a good look. It's right across from a neighborhood um, where there's, you know, 20 houses. And even though it's completely legal and I'm sure I could probably kill some geese in that field, uh, I'm going to probably be interrupting some people's lives and waking them up in the morning with my shots. Uh, and especially when it comes to these farmhouses, um, if it's pretty close to their farmhouse, like, don't be a jerk. They probably are going to just look at you and say, really, you want to shoot birds um, while I'm, you know, potentially on my only day off that I'm taking? Um, anyways, just be cognizant of that. And it'll go a long ways, especially uh, when you're selecting things. And um, maybe, you know, you don't ask him about that pond. 
you know, but you you ask him, hey, you know, maybe you have some neighbors or something that might be interested. And he said, well, heck, I got this pond half a county over. Instead of saying, hey, can I please hunt in your backyard? Um, and you approach him a little bit <laughs> more sanely or with like a more reasonable offer, they might have something to uh, to help you out with. But All right. Uh, let's see how this next one uh, turned out. All right. So... He wasn't home, but his wife was there, and she let me know that they have family that hunt it, um, which is always kind of, you know, you never know if it's going to be, like, yeah, family hunt it. Well, you know, how frequently do they hunt it? Is it once a year, twice a year, or something like that? So you don't ever want to be kind of a jerk and ask that, but it is always a little bit frustrating to, you know, try to find that out, but at any rate... um, so she let me know that probably not worth it, and that uh, she also told me that the neighbor to the south, which uh, which was the pond that I thought we were talking about, does not allow anybody to hunt. And uh, yeah, so one of those things that I probably still go ask that guy, but I'm going to put it at a low priority right now. But uh, so right now I'm trying to find. She did send me over to another house, which is always nice. But I've got my. Uh, I got my plan. I should probably stick to it. (laughs) But um, at any rate, I'm going to hit the old Onyx maps here, and uh, I'll be back with you guys shortly. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm pulling up to this house right now that uh, she was trying to tell me about. So I think I'm going to give it a go, perhaps. So... I'm going to first check out the property that she was telling me about this person and figure out why they're not on my on my hit list here to try to figure out who they are. So when I'm going out to, you know, these properties and talking to these landowners, I want to kind of give you a, you know, feel for how I'm approaching them. So I'm going to kind of, I didn't, obviously I couldn't record <laughs> um, any of these conversations because... One, I like that's illegal. Two, it probably wouldn't work <laughs> well for me to just shove a microphone in someone's face and say, hey, can I hunt on your property? Which is what I don't do. But anyway, so I walk up and I first thing I do, you know, I say, hey, my name's Ben. Um, then I give myself a little backstory. You know, maybe you've lived here your whole life, blah, 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 and you're just getting into waterfowl hunting or um, what it is. You have a unique sales pitch for who you are. Um, and mine is like, Hey, I'm new to the area. I'm a dad. I'm a good conservation minded guy. And, um, I am different than these dudes that want to knock on, on your door, um, in the middle of the night or show up and basically have you give them permission. I want to earn your permission. So I say that straight up just like that. Um, and so, you know, I look around, you know, hey, you got fence that needs to be moved. You got stuff that needs to be hauled out. Hey, you see that uh, that pile of junk that you have over there? I can put that onto a trailer or something for you. Because um, there's so many projects around a farm that just go years and years and years. And because they think to themselves, ah, we'll do it next year. Hey, it's just really not that important. I'd really like to get it done. Um, and you can be that guy. Uh, very and very in an afternoon, you can. Um, do something that is very valuable 
um, to these guys. Uh, you know, they a lot of the mid-level farmers, um, they don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of um, time. And they can they can go, like, make more money, but they can't go make more time. And so anything that you can do to help them save some time or knock some task out that they've just been meaning to do forever. I mean, you know what it's like when you, like, I got a room in my basement that, that I just dumped all my bags out into. And, like, though I don't see it every day and it doesn't bother me every single day, uh, it's in the back of my mind that there is a room in my house that is extremely messy and it bugs the heck out of me. So maybe you can alleviate, you know, find find a project out there that they need done, but uh, pick a time and tell them, hey, you can utilize me from this time to this time or you can say, hey, next time, you know, during the harvest, let me know. Like, call me, give me a call. Um, because to be honest with you, these guys are letting you hunt um, on their their property that's probably been in their family for a very long time. They've had a lot of hunters come and go. They've had a lot of people come and go. There's a lot of good times and bad times that that farm has seen. And, uh, you know, who are you to just walk up into it and, you know, take? Go ahead, give a little bit. Offer yourself. You might not be the strongest guy. You might not be uh, that handy. But there's something that you're good at that you can offer to that that person. So give and you shall receive. So, well, let's see how this one uh, how this one shakes out. Okay, well, that I've been out of the truck now for about an hour, and that went really well. <laughs> I'm really glad she told me to stop over there because I stopped over there, and the guy had a pond, um, pretty nice little pond, and uh, actually quite a few cornfields. And we talked for about an hour, and uh, now I got permission to to hunt out there, and um, so that just kind of goes to show you that you. You know, don't ever overlook or overestimate something. So, I got another spot. Actually, I'm looking at a a group of resident geese right now, circling around that that pond. So that is interesting for sure. So, well, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna push to this next this next farm pond. Um, it's actually not too far away. But yeah, we're doing pretty good. So we got one down. So that's not that's not bad. Um, quite pleased with uh, how that turned out. So, so you know, going back on it, the way that that one played out was actually very interesting because uh, the guy was out in his tractor, and I kind of just led off with saying, "Hey, you know," um, giving him an introduction of who I was and telling him because I, I looked, I said he was doing a lot of work today. And uh, I said, hey, do you know, um, do you need some help around here? Because uh, I'd definitely be willing to, to help you out and, you know, hopefully earn your permission on some of these ponds. And he, he kind of gave me the one up and down and we started talking and he asked, you know, I, I got to pick up and, you know, I got a strong back, like I said, and uh, I got tools. And he said, well, I got some fences that might need moving. Uh, would that be something you'd be interested in doing? And I told him, hey, absolutely. I said, all we got to do, let's schedule a good time to do it. And he said, okay, sounds, you know, sounds good. So I'm going to go move a fence for him probably next week. And uh, yeah, should be, should be good. And it's, it's, it's a little pond, but it's got a lot of corn around it. So that's good. So um, 
hopefully this leads into a, another success here. So we had talked a little bit about uh, in the beginning of this episode about how phone calls can kind of be hit or miss. So I think very it's very easy for someone to turn you down and not really give you the time of day on a phone call because you're not putting the vested interest um, to find them. And the other thing too is is that you can get cut off pretty quickly and basically ditched to the side pretty quickly where um, maybe in person uh, someone's a little bit more willing to hear your entire story out. Um, another way though too is um, – Getting into a little bit about Facebook and a little bit emails, it is really nice to be able to, if you can find these people on Facebook and you know that they're kind of active on Facebook, they can be super helpful. Um, so you can lay out your entire story to them. So no one's going to just stop reading halfway through. Well, I mean, I guess some people could, but uh, usually the people that are active on Facebook, uh, the landowners that are active on Facebook are not going to just not read through your whole story and you can really lay it out there for them um, and they can get the whole view and get you know get everything they need to know to make a decision about you which is can be really nice um, another thing too is is it's the rules and numbers you can just if you have enough Facebook names you can blast out you know 20 or 30 Facebook messages to different landowners and Statistically speaking, you're going to come back uh, at least with one property. Um, I know that last year I think I sent out about 20 or 25 uh, Facebook messages because I wasn't in the area yet. And uh, it was hard to come by the emails and the phone The phone calls were not working out for me. So I ended up, I, I hunted down you know, 20 or 25 of these people and uh, I got two permissions out of it. One really panned out to be something, so... Um, you know, like, uh, our buddy over at Hunt Hickory Creek, Chase says, um, it's the rule of 10. You got to ask 10 times to get one. So, and I think on Facebook, you have to ask about, uh, 20 or 30 times to, to get one and perhaps even email, but just keep plugging away. It's a numbers game. You'll be fine. You're going to get rejected a lot, but be an honest and genuine person that has something to offer them. And you'll be just fine. So, all right, let's see how uh, how this one shaked out. So, what I'm finding out more than anything is that, uh, at least around here, all you have to do is find one of the neighbors who's going to point you in the right direction. So that person said no, but she's telling me to go find uh, this guy here at the end of the road. Who I don't know how I missed it, but two decent sized ponds right across the road from uh, the place that I was scouting. I think it was just that I got so um, pinpointed um, and uh, saw this person's uh, uh, pond. I didn't even see the other two. So we shall see. Uh, I'm going to go inquire about these other two little ponds that uh, look to be actually pretty promising. So I guess it's all about making friends out here and just being nice and genuine as possible. All right, so it really does, a lot of this prior work does come from a little bit of sleuthing. Uh, I think that's how you say that word, some, some real hardy boys stuff. But 
Uh, Hardy Boys meets like 21st century. Um, it it can get a little creepy um, when you're searching for people on online and you end up finding a lot more about them than um, they would probably actually be comfortable with. So don't present that information. Uh, some people don't even like uh, when I pull up my Onyx maps and show them like, oh, this property right here, and it has their name on the property, and they go, what is this thing? And then you kind of have to explain to them. So it's really, you know, I don't lie to anybody, but, you know, just say that you're out looking around um, for different hunting properties, and cause some people just really don't take kindly to being like sought out and found from the internet or some app by a hunter. It's just, I mean, think about it. Think about it. If it happened to you, if someone like rang on your doorbell and was like, hey, you know, hey, you, first, last name, like, uh, I noticed that uh, you own this, uh, you know, piece of ground over here on the next block. You'd look at that person and be like, well, mm, that's kind of creepy. So, um, and that can obviously put up um, a wall in front of them to, it will be much harder for you to break down and or, or hurdle. So, be, be careful on how you present your information. So, all right. Well, I, I know because uh, I was there earlier, but I just pulled up to that house. And so let's see uh, how it shook out. Okay, well, I just had a pretty negative experience. Um, you know, walked up to the house and knocked on the door. And guy basically all but as soon as I said hey my name's you know Ben blah blah blah, blah. I gave my little spiel he said oh you got about two minutes to get off my out of my uh off my property and I said okie dokie <laughs> and turned around and walked out so you'll have that and uh yeah it's really not worth getting all huffy about ain't you know you got some wins you got some losses you're going to have people that just, you know, really don't care to talk to you and they're doing other things, living their own life. Another thing to consider when you, you know, go to these places um, is to maybe have something written up already, typed out, that is a permission, you know. Hey, so-and-so gives permission to so-and-so to hunt waterfowl and geese from this date to this date on this property um, you know, blank space property, um, and is, you know, authorized to bring three other people with him. And it is a, you know, shotgun only type of thing. Uh, cause what that does is, um, one, if you run into any issues with any other hunters out there that are, uh, perhaps poaching or said they got, you know, permission or whatnot, uh, you can ask the landowner, you know, you can say, hey, uh, if, if someone doesn't, you know, sign these kinds of things with you, um, like, I'm trying to look out for your property, and so what's the protocol? Do you want me to call you if they don't have a slip like this, or, you know, what's what's the deal? Um, also, what it does is it protects you for when the game warden comes up and, you know, tries to figure out if you got permission on this land or uh, what not. You don't have to go call the landlord or anything like that. Uh, or not the landlord, the uh, the owner. 
or anything like that. You know, you just have it right there and it's like, oh, okay, well, this is legit. Sounds good. Good to go. Uh, and it's not like, it's not like a contract or anything, but you obviously have to watch, um, who you present that to because some people are much more receptive to it than others. Other people, you know, look at it as like, oh, so now you think that you got, you know, rights to my lands and when it's really just like, no, I'm really just trying to save you some time on a Saturday or Sunday morning from a, a game warden calling you and, um, or, you know, having to deal with people that are coming onto your property that you don't want there and um, things of that nature. Also, it is usually good to bring along a standard uh, indemnification forms or uh, not indemnification, um, like a a, a waiver, like a liability waiver. Like um, even though it doesn't hold that well up in court, you know, if you're a jerk and you break your ankle out on their property um, and you still want to go sue them, they could still technically be liable or whatever, claim it on their insurance. Um, but it's much weaker case <laughs> um, if you have signed one of these waivers. And that can go a long ways to like show a landowner that like, hey, you know what? Like, I understand that you're giving and I'm taking in this situation. And so... Um, I want to take as little as possible from you, and I'm trying to give you a little bit of peace of mind in that, like, I'm not going to screw you over or, or mess with you. So, But that about wraps everything up for this scouting episode. So uh, I guess I'm going to go ahead at this time and uh, thank the sponsors. Well, as always, this episode was uh, brought to you by Hunt Hickory Creek, and Hunt Hickory Creek is doing something pretty cool. Like we had mentioned earlier on in the episode, they are doing a veteran hunt for you know the guys that uh, guys or gals that um, have served their country dutifully, and Hunt Hickory Creek wants to give back to them. So head on over to Hunt Hickory Creek's Facebook page or Instagram and like it, uh, share it. Uh, nominate somebody but uh, you know beyond that we've got freelance duck hunting Um, freelance uh, hunt stats I should say uh, is a website that you can basically plug all your data into after you get done with a duck hunt and instead of it being like a journal um, where you you know just write something down then you have to go back and look through the stuff this is it compiles all the data for you it takes your journal and makes it something that you can actually analyze and evaluate so go check them out and they got a pretty good deal going on right now uh we've also got dive bomb industries dive bomb industries uh, is still got the 10 percent off foul front code and honestly they've done quite a bit for um our listeners getting everybody into a um a spread and a, a quality spread of decoys um, at the, just the right price point. Uh, um, it, it's it's amazing what your money can get you, and you will not be uh, dissatisfied if you go um, hit up the Dive Bomb Industries decoys and then get another ten percent off. Uh, we've also got Toe Tags LLC, and Toe Tags LLC they are here and and dedicated to keeping you legal so for just a couple cents a day i think it's like 25 cents a day or something like that um 
And you spent all this money on gas, hunting licenses, shotguns, decoys, um, permission. Hey, why are you not going to go that extra 25 cents um, a day or a hunt to make sure that you're being legal? Have the, these easy-to-fill-out forms uh, that you little tags that you put on to your either your tote strap or um, the, the birds themselves it just it's silly why would you spend all that money to get a ten thousand dollar ticket or not be able to hunt for five years or just get in trouble you know tagging laws are a real thing uh, hey we've also got docsoutdoorsupplies.com hey we're about to do a big motion decoy episode so Head on over there because they've got a lot of motion decoys. And admittedly, that's my dad's website, and it's uh, docsoutdoorsupplies.com. And if you enter the code FOULFRONT18, all undercase, one word, uh, you get 10% off. And uh, there's some uh, big box stores out there that show you one price, and then by the time you uh, it hits your credit card after all the shipping and handling, taxes, all that stuff, uh, you're in for it a lot more than uh, you thought you were. And... That is not the case with DocsOutdoorSupplies.com. Gives you a standard rate. He takes either a hit or a profit on it, depending on where you live or what your tax situation is. And yeah, pretty pretty good deal. And um, last but not least, we've got Colorado Custom Game Calls. Um, and Colorado Custom Game Calls, they're making some really good stuff. And um, basically, you can get your you can get anything you want customized on there. So. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed uh, this week's episode. And please, 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 go give us a rating on iTunes. Even if you think we're a four-star kind of people, um, you know, that's fine. Give us the rating. Um, Hit me up with what you think of the show. Um, Give us a comment. Like, go in there and actually write what you think about the podcast. I can't tell you how valuable that stuff is. There's something that you don't like about it or something that you really do like about it, you can hit me up anytime you want. So um, head on over to the Facebook group and get involved. And, uh, man, uh, uh, teal season is right around the corner. Uh, I want to give you a little sneak peek. But, um, yeah, well, you're going to be hearing this on Wednesday. And on Saturday, I'm going to be up in Nebraska hunting teal with a... Uh, a very close friend of the show and he's got his own podcast uh, and he's got his own YouTube channel uh, so you know this is going to be a good one we got a we got a nice spot picked out and we're going to hit on some teal and then I'm going to go tailgating and hang out with some family and uh, we're going to do an episode live from the blind okay I shouldn't have said live because that would be pretty difficult maybe I'll do some Instagram stories but um We're going to be recording an episode in the blind, and then you will hear it the next week. So I'm super super pumped about all this. It's going to be great, and I'm just excited to finally go out and start be shooting at ducks instead of talking about them. Still going to talk about them. Just going to take a couple pauses here and there to shoot at them. All right, I hope this episode uh, found you in time and that you're able to go secure a couple locations in which to hunt on, on some private land. And, uh, well, from everyone over here at the Foul Front, uh, stay safe.
good luck, and I am super excited to hear from you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fowl Front Waterfowl Podcast. Please come join us on our Facebook group, the Fowl Front Waterfowl Podcast group, where you can connect with a good group of hunters, because we're all in this together. We need to act like it so that hopefully our great, great grandkids will be hunting ducks over our favorite public lands. Uh, We also ask that you go ahead and give us a written review on iTunes and give us five stars if you think we deserve it. And we really do want to hear back from you uh, so that we can give you the best possible content. And if you get in on that Facebook group, you can get in there and you can ask questions and you can tell us what you want to hear next or you can tell us uh, what you don't like. And we'll be sure to tailor things to our listeners. So, all right. Stay safe out there and we will see you next week. Hey, you ever been sitting in front of your TV just wondering why you can't catch the latest episode of The Foul Front right there in your living room so you can press all your guests and family with your fine taste and podcast listening? Me neither, but hey, as a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, you can now find The Foul Front and some other great podcasts on your Apple TV, your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, Smart TV, even your gaming console just by downloading the Waypoint app. And heck, while you're there, they got over 2,500 hunting and fishing shows on demand. Go download the Waypoint app today. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.